Hi, and welcome to The Simple Business Show. I'm Nisha, online business coach, 11-year entrepreneur, and bowlifer. I went from being a waitress and retail worker to building a six-figure online business while traveling the world and working three days a week. I'm here to help you use content to attract consistent clients and have five to 10K months working three days a week because neither content or your business should take over your life or make you live in constant stress. If you're ready to build a business that allows you to enjoy the freedom you started it for, let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome back to the very first episode of 2024. I'm super stoked for this one because it's all about 2024 marketing predictions. And this is something that has been on my mind as I've analyzed my own marketing over the last few months and been working with my clients in their marketing. It's really been on my mind as to, you know, what is going to be working in 2024, what trends are on the rise and on the fall, what is working, what is no longer working. So I'm really excited to dive into all of that today. I am going to start out by giving a little apology if this episode sounds a little bit echoey. I have decided to just get rid of the blanket that I usually use. I make like a blanket fort. I'm sure some of you, if you've listened to a number of these episodes, know that I make a little blanket fort for for myself when I'm recording these episodes because I have high ceilings and with the blanket fort, it stops the episode sounding echoey. However, it's incredibly uncomfortable. The blanket is constantly falling and until I invest in something maybe uh, to solve this issue for me, I've just decided a little echo is going to be fine. So we're going to dive straight in. I have got 10, I think. Yep. 10 marketing trends for you or marketing predictions, I should say, not trends for 2024. So we're going to dive right into those right now. But before I do, Just a a little reminder for those of you who haven't already downloaded it, I have a free guidebook called How to Turn Followers into Consistent Clients and Have 5 to 10K Months with 3-Day Work Weeks. And this guidebook is, in my not-so-humble opinion, gold. So if you do want to go ahead and download it, I will leave the link for that below in the show notes. I also made an audio version for you, which is available on this podcast, and I will link to that below as well. So let's dive in. 10 marketing predictions for 2024. The first one I'm going to start with is value-based marketing. I've been saying this to my clients and in my group coaching program, The Simple Business Builder, for a while now, but I only see value-based marketing as rising. It's definitely not going to fall. I've seen it in my own marketing and I've seen the stats online. I've seen it in clients' businesses. I know with my very soul that this is 
hugely on the rise and if you don't incorporate your values into your business you're really leaving money on the table it's one of the simplest ways for you to make a connection with your ideal clients so first of all what do i mean about value-based marketing because there are two different meanings to this both of them are correct just depending on like what exactly you're talking about so one meaning of value-based marketing is perceived value of your offers. And that's not what I'm talking about right now. I'm talking about your actual core values, personal values, and actually infusing them into your content and into your brand. 77% of consumers, I read this statistic today. Uh, Let me just quickly find the source for you. It's from brandedagency.com. It was a brilliant article and Some of the stats were that 77% of consumers gravitate towards brands that share their values. And 88% of consumers seek authenticity in the brands that they support. A significant 64% of consumers worldwide would either choose to support a brand or boycott it solely based on its position on a social or political matter, which I'm sure many of us have seen in 2023. And 94% of consumers state that a brand's treatment of its customers profoundly influences their decision to make a purchase. The overall pattern in statistics like this is your brand's values. People particularly millennials, want to work with other people who share similar values to them. Which is why whenever I make posts on Instagram based around my values, they actually end up being my top performing posts. And you can go and see this for yourself. I, in fact, if I look at my Instagram insights right now, I know for a fact the top three of my posts for 20, uh, not for 2023, for the last six months are all to do with my values around having a simple business and not needing to run an empire or a huge team or make millions. Whenever I talk about this topic, I get this reaction of, OMG, that's me. That is me too. I relate. This is for me. I get that kind of a reaction whenever I create value-based content because people are putting their hands up and saying, this is me, me too. And you're building a stronger connection to your ideal clients and your community. And it doesn't have to be values like that. For one of my clients, one of her biggest values is sustainability. So for every client that she has, she's a designer, for every client she has, she plants a tree. And it's values like these, when people are looking at hiring us versus hiring somebody else who is just as skilled and talented as us, It's values like these that can be the final deciding factor for that person. If they're looking at hiring two people who are at the same skill level, they're going to choose the person that they connect with the most. Now, just a couple of a couple more points on value based marketing, because I know I threw a lot of statistics at you there, but a couple of them were about how 64% of consumers will choose to support or boycott a brand based on their stance on a social or political matter. I have 
included this stat, but I also want to tell you that you don't have to share your social or political stances online. There are plenty of brands that don't. Um, And I personally prefer not to, and I prefer the brands that I follow not to. That's just my personal preference um, because I'm not following them to hear about their political stance. However, if a brand does share their political or, or social position on a matter, how they, how you talk about it is going to severely impact your brand. I saw a brand last year who I I really, really like, and I still think that she is incredible at the work that she does, but I saw her share a a moral and political um, stance on a matter, and it was a very, very strong opinion, and it's fine to share your opinion online, but I think where you're going to get in severe trouble is when you share your opinion about a matter without respecting people who don't share the same opinion. And for this particular brand, it wasn't just necessarily a case of how she worded the post, which I don't think was worded in the best way. It was the way that her partner conducted themselves in the comment section, Um, because a lot of people shared their strong opinions on her strong opinion, which obviously you've got to expect if you're sharing a very strong opinion. And their partner did not handle, just in my opinion anyway, did not handle it very well and was not very nice or respectful to people who didn't share the same opinion as them. And so it it cost them a lot in terms of brand image, in my opinion. Like there were countless people who bought from them I had bought from them and I'd only bought something of small value but already I was thinking I might actually invest in the higher value programs because I really enjoyed this person's content um however seeing not the opinion because I don't frankly if someone has a different opinion to me that's fine I can respect that um but seeing how they conducted themselves in the comments section just really did not sit well with me. It left a bad taste in my mouth. And for that reason, I wouldn't buy from them ever again. And I also unfollowed them. So values can be so powerful in your marketing. You don't have to choose to share your uh, political or social values, but if you do, just make sure that you're sharing them whilst also respecting people who don't share the same stance as you and make sure that you are treating your customers and your community with respect because people watch people genuinely do watch when you're sharing your opinions they watch in the comment section how you're conducting yourself they watch how you treat other clients and how you treat and talk about your other clients And if you are not treating people well in the comment sections on social media, or if you're complaining about clients in your content and so on, this will negatively impact your brand. So all of that to say, values are playing a really, really big part in people's 
um, decisions to hire you or decisions to buy from you. So make sure that your core values, whatever they may be, make sure that you are reflecting those confidently in your brand and make sure that you are at the same time doing so respectfully of others. I know that some people would argue the point that, you know, Uh, we should create polarizing content. But I think polarizing content, this is just my opinion. I think that polarizing content in terms of a small business, a small client focused business is only really worthwhile doing in terms of like polarizing opinions about your niche. We don't need in, and again, this is just my opinion, but we don't need any more polarizing, um, social or political opinions online there are already so many (laughs) there are already so many and if you're only going to share that because it's polarizing content and it will get me a more engaged audience or whatever then that's not the right reason to share about that those kinds of topics anyway and it just I don't know in my mind it leaves a bit of a manipulative sort of twang so that's just my two cents on values values are here to stay definitely reflect them in your content in your marketing so that people who share the same values can connect with you and realize that you know this is a person I could work with this is a person that um, I really respect and admire and and have a lot in common with number two on the marketing trends I keep saying trends I mean you know marketing predictions Impersonal content and skepticism are on the rise and rightfully so. With the rise of AI, people can now use AI to create their content for them, to write their content for them, to create a digital product for them that they can then sell. And in one way, AI can be helpful I've talked about this on my Instagram um, in the past, but I find AI helpful for things like shortening parts of my content when I'm waffling, because I tend to do that. Um, Helping me come up with names for podcast episodes. um, Helping get me started with writing a piece of content. If I'm stuck staring at a blank screen, I'll just use it to help me get the first paragraph started. Um, I use it to help me with spelling and grammar or to shorten my process into a more um, concise caption. And then I just like make it my own and tweak it. But I'm never using AI to actually create my products or programs for me. I'm not using AI to create my products or programs for me. I use my own experience, expertise and skills to create those things. And that's what you should do too, in my opinion. Because the result of AI being behind so many people's content and programs and products is that people are growing more and more skeptical. They don't want to buy something that is just generically created by AI. They want to invest in something or someone who actually has the experience and the skills that they need to help them. 
There's also a boom of new business owners, some of whom use fake income claims to sell or they try and sell in an area that they have zero experience in. So again, there's gonna be more skepticism. On the other hand, we have an influx of people who are emotionally tired, an influx of business owners who feel emotionally tired and more scared of showing up on social media because there is a lot more toxic people and trolls out there who seem to be getting louder on social media over the last few years. And what this results in is more and more people wanting to hide away from sharing themselves on social media or sharing their work on social media. I'm seeing more fear around doing this. I've even felt this in myself um, at times. So this is all going to result in more impersonal content. People using AI to create content for them. People creating faceless brands because they don't wanna share their face online anymore because it feels safer not to. And this is all going to result in more impersonal content. And what is actually good about this is if there's a rise of impersonal content, then one very easy way for you to stand out is to personalize your content. So all this requires is for you to put in 1% extra effort to build a genuine personal connection with your community. And you can do this by showing your face on your Instagram stories, something like that. Or for some of you, you might enjoy going live on Instagram. For others, you know, you might enjoy actually writing content from your heart and not using AI. People can definitely tell when someone has written something themselves versus when it is just generically generated by AI. So if the whole world is gearing more towards impersonal content, then you need to gear more towards personalized content. And that leads me on to the next three marketing predictions of how businesses that will thrive are going to lean into personalized marketing, personalized content. So the first is story marketing. People can use AI to generate any of your content, but what they can't do is generate your stories and experiences. And this is what is going to help some businesses and brands stand out from others, is their use of storytelling. We, as human beings, have always loved a good story. We've always loved stories. It is how we learn the best. I can't remember the exact statistic, but it was something like facts are, I think it was 80 odd percent more likely to be remembered if you present them in a story format. And it's not just the fact that stories make content more memorable, it's that stories make a brand more personable. They make it easier for somebody to connect with you, remember you, really feel on an emotional level like they get you and you get them. Some of the brands that I follow religiously online on Instagram, the people whose emails I look for first, 
their newsletters I mean, in my inbox are the people who share their stories, their personal stories in their brand. And these are stories that I see myself in. So one way that I think many businesses are going to combat the impersonal content rise online is by sharing their personal stories and experiences as long as they relate to their niche and their brand and as long as they are stories that their ideal clients can see themselves in. I teach inside of the Simple Business Builder, I teach my clients how to create two types of stories. So you've got the transformation story and the passion story. I won't go deeply into them because that is something that I do in that program but the transformation story basically depicts to your ideal clients if they are who you used to be because for some brands you are targeting someone who is where you used to be the transformation story shows that person where you used to be where you are now and a little bit about how you got there. And it allows that person to put themselves in your shoes and imagine that that could be them. And then if you don't have an ideal client who is a past version of yourself, like let's say you sell websites, you're not selling them necessarily to someone who is a past version of you, then you can tell a passion story instead. The story of what got you into this? What was the pivotal moment or experience that really showed you why this is important and why you want to help other people do this or accomplish this. So storytelling is on the rise. Emotive marketing is on the rise. I think that more and more people who are going to do exceptionally well in business this year are the people who are not afraid to be a bit vulnerable to share some genuine vulnerability, not vulnerability for the sake of going viral or something, you know? I, about a year ago, I posted a video on my vlog, because for those of you who don't know, I have this business, and then I also have a side hustle where I vlog about my renovation, and I have almost about 11,000 subscribers, I think, on that channel. Um, the channel also has a 19% above average engagement rate for channels of that size. So I am pretty proud of that channel. But one of my videos, almost a year ago now, I posted a clip of me crying. And um, the camera had been rolling like before I started crying and basically I burst into tears. <laughs> tears of overwhelm and what have I got myself into? And the camera kept rolling and I saw that footage later on and decided to include it because for me, I know there are many people who say like, who would film themselves crying and like post that online? I would, <laughs> me, I did. Um, and the reason I did was because I knew people would relate to this and I knew that it's important for other people to see others online who are doing hard things, see them going through the difficult parts of it because so many people online only share the highs and they share the highlight reels. And I think that a lot of people 
a lot of clients and customers are sick of that now and people want a little bit of reality they don't want it in every single piece of content that you make but they want some reality from you and they want an emotional connection people are missing connection and I think as the rise of impersonal content grows and grows the need for connection grows and grows as well so being able to be vulnerable in a way that you are comfortable with never share anything online that you feel deep you know deep regret over sharing if you feel it's too vulnerable you're allowed to have boundaries but there are certain things that you might feel like you know what I'm okay with sharing this it's a little bit vulnerable but I feel good about sharing that and that's the stuff that I want you to lean into sharing in your content in 2024. The next prediction and I know I just touched on this but my next marketing prediction will be that the need for community and connection will grow because in a world that is becoming more and more AI focused you'll build a brand that stands the test of time and produces clients for years to come if you build a community. I just as a example actually have a DM to reply to after I finish recording this a DM by someone who contacted me yesterday saying hey I purchased your course many years ago I've been in your community for years and now I'm looking for a coach a business coach and when I was thinking of who it could possibly be your name was the first that came to mind and this is someone who has bought from me in the past And I feel strongly that it's because I've built a community that I still have people coming and working with me now who found my brand years ago, years and years ago. And even in my group coaching program, half of them have been in my community for years as well and have, you know, bought from me in the past and still stick around and are still buying from me today. So if you want a business that lasts for years, My business is now almost 12 years old. If you want longevity and you don't just want your business to be here for a couple of years and then, you know, go out of business, invest in building a community. Now on to the next point. The next prediction for 2024 is that branding matters again. I think over the last few years, we all stepped away from branding being important. And and in some ways, that's a good thing because people were relying, well, not relying, but people were getting way too perfectionistic about what their Instagram grid looks like and, you know, having the perfect website. And I think we've stepped away from the perfect brand being needed now, but we're coming back to balance, I think. I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but I I think it's something I've noticed that more often than not in business, what you'll see is we'll all swing to like an extreme side of the spectrum on something. And then when trying to balance out, when we realise that that's not actually doing us very much good, we'll swing to the opposite extreme. And eventually, 
we'll get closer and closer to balance, which is in the middle. And I think that branding has definitely been one of these things. We have swung to the end of the spectrum that is too perfectionistic about everything being cohesive and perfect and the photos have to be professionally done and and all of these things to swinging to the other end of the spectrum where people just didn't care about branding anymore and now we're meeting in the middle again and I think that more and more brands are going to start caring about their branding again. One of my favourite Instagram accounts actually followed me the other day so I DM'd her to say hi and get the conversation going and guess why she told me she followed. She said to me my branding stood out to her on the explore page and so she clicked on it and then clicked on my profile, went through some of my content and then ended up following but the thing that caught her attention first and foremost was my branding People, humans like to look at pretty things, we just do. (laughs) We just do, we like to see nice looking things. And it doesn't mean that everything you create has to look perfect, but I think that the rise of a cohesive brand is coming back. So using the same brand colors, the same fonts, and brand recognition. The next marketing prediction on the rise is more Instagram specific, this one, and it is infographics. I've noticed in my account and many other people's accounts, business owners accounts, that infographics are starting to do incredibly well again. Obviously we saw in 2023 that, well in 2022 it was all focused on reels, right? Everyone was saying, because it was true, that reels are what you have to post if you want to grow on Instagram, you can't be posting photos or graphics anymore or carousels. Then in 2023, Instagram balanced out the algorithm a little bit and we saw carousels and infographics and photos and stuff are actually now growing just as much as reels. And I've noticed over the last month in my business that my infographics are some of my best performing content. And they are some of the posts that are growing my following the most because people like to have one easy to look at pretty graphic that summarizes high value for them. It is easier for them to consume because they're looking at it in a visual way and it's very savable content. So infographics are on the rise. The next marketing prediction is faceless brands. I mentioned this one earlier, but I'm gonna give it its own like point in this episode. Faceless brands are 100% on the rise, but that does not mean that I would recommend that you make your brand faceless or start a new faceless Instagram account because I think faceless, the rise of faceless brands is going to contribute to that rise we talked about earlier of impersonal content and impersonal brands. And how do you easily stand out amongst a sea of impersonal brands? You create or invest in building a personal brand. And it doesn't mean that you have to 
be that person that's live on Instagram every day, showing their face and their stories every single day. But if you can show your face on your stories sometimes, show your face on your profile, you know, use video marketing, even if it's just like simple face to camera reels sometimes, or like I said, face on stories sometimes, just going the extra 1% to share your face, share your personal values, share some of your personal life, just going that 1% more than everybody else who is leaning into being faceless, not having a personal brand, focusing more on educational content and portfolio work and stuff like this. Going that 1% extra is going to make you stand out a lot more in a sea of impersonal faceless brands. The next point, I predict we will have longer customer journeys. So what I mean by this, I'm just going to take a a sip of water first. What I mean by this is I think more and more people are going to take longer lengths of time between discovering you and hiring you. Not everyone, because there are always going to be those people who are looking for what you sell right now because they need you right now. They're looking for someone to refer someone who does what you do to them because that's exactly what they need to hire right now. So this isn't everyone, but I think that there is going to be a rise in people needing more time to actually go from finding you to inquiring and hiring you. So this means that you need to be consistent with your marketing because I'm sure we've all heard time and time again that people need seven, they need to um, come across your product or service seven to 12 times before they hire you or buy from you. That's probably increased nowadays with the rise of so many businesses. Um, But I think because people are going to take longer on their customer journey to go from discovering to buying or hiring you, you'll need to consistently sell. Sell every day. Show up every day in some way, even if it's an Instagram story, show up every day consistently and you don't have to burn yourself out to do this. Try to batch your content so that you don't have to put energy every single day into thinking of what to post on an app like Instagram or in your emails because you've batched that content already. I think it's also worth saying, have an email funnel. This is something that I teach in the Simple Business Builder, how to create an email funnel, an automated email funnel, so that you can move followers from a place like Instagram onto your email list. And then you have an automation of, let's say, three to six months worth of emails that can go out to these subscribers and nurture them on autopilot so that you're still staying in touch with them and nurturing them while they take the time they need to get to the point where they're ready to hire you. Because we can't just focus on getting the clients 
who are ready right here, right now to hire us. Yes, we want them, but we also don't want to miss out on the people who just need a bit more time. And so that's why we need consistent marketing. We need to batch our content so it's easy to stay consistent. And we need something like an email funnel, an automated email funnel. Final marketing prediction for you for 2024 is quality over quantity. This is nothing new, I don't think. I think it's always been quality over quantity and I've always, always said this in my content. But in 2023, we saw the rise of people saying, and they're still saying, you need to post at least two times a day on Instagram to be seen. There's more competition on social media nowadays. So you have to post more in order to be seen. And I just don't necessarily believe this to always be true. I believe that if you have the capacity to post more, then by all means go ahead. But the best marketing schedule is the one that you can sustainably stick to. So if you cannot post multiple times a day, which let's face it, most of us can't, then don't because all that will do is create low quality content and low quality content is not going to get very much reach and engagement anyway versus if you'd posted less but made sure that you posted based on what you know your audience wants and engages with the most and really put a bit more time and thought into the content. So I think quality over quantity is going to come back around because all of the marketing gurus that have been saying you need to post at least two times a day and you can't ever take breaks or the algorithm will punish you. The people who are preaching that and the people who have listened to that and tried to do that, I think are getting tired and finding that it's not so sustainable for them. And so we'll see more and more of those very same people reverting back to quality over quantity because it's more sustainable. So that is it from me for today's episode. It was a much longer episode than I thought it was going to be, but I hope that you have gained something from this and that you found something helpful in this. If you have, please do leave a five-star rating and review over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify because that really helps get my podcast in front of more people who might find it helpful. And don't forget to download my free guide to turning more followers into clients, consistent clients, and having five to 10K months with three-day work weeks. I will leave the link to that below in the show notes. Thanks for listening and I will speak to you next week.